Well, your credit report is basically your history with credit. So anytime you've opened up a credit card, had a loan, all those things will show up on your credit report. As far as who has access to it, um, credit card issuers may have access to it, auto lenders, mortgage lenders, your employers as well, or potential employers may also um, look at your credit report um, before making a decision on whether to hire you or not. Welcome to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Welcome back to another episode of the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. I'm your host today, Justin Rickliffs, partner of Community America Credit Union, and we're really excited today uh, for this conversation. We're going to unpack the topic of building your credit as a young adult. I'm joined today by Anjana Paul, product delivery manager in Community America's Innovation Lab, and Jamal Evans, branch manager at Shawnee Station. So, uh, let's do some quick intros. Anjana, tell us about yourself. Sure. Well, I work, um, as you mentioned, in the Innovation Lab, and that's where we uh, create and also help other departments within Community America create um, member-centric products and services. All right, Jamal, your turn. Hi, I'm Jamal Evans, and I am the branch manager at our Shawnee location. I've been with the credit union for about 12 years now, and uh, I really enjoy the aspect of my job where I get to assist members every day helping financial fin- finding financial freedom uh, and, you know, from all areas of, of their lives from beginning to end. So it's a great uh, position and I just love what I do. I love it. Well, it's fun to have this dialogue. We, we know you two specifically will be able to offer some super helpful and practical advice to members as we dive into this topic. There's a lot to cover. So to set the stage quickly, the topic again is, to build, is building your credit as a young adult. Um, It's one of the first steps to financial health, and you guys are going to help us unpack this a bit, the cornerstone of this, the financial freedom you mentioned and spending power. Uh, For some younger folks, it can be difficult, not always, but it can be difficult to establish a strong credit score right out of the gate and and to show show a credit history that lenders take seriously. So a good credit score can help get approved for loans. We're going to talk about some of that, approved for credit cards. Uh, We're going to kind of do some myth busting along the way. And it also helps reduce the expense associated with your debts. Um, So this podcast, we're going to walk through an understanding of what makes up your credit score. We're going to offer some tips on how to build your score. And again, with the outcome in mind of reaching your financial dreams and aspirations. So here we go. Um, Anjana, let's start with you. What is credit (laughs) just generally? and, And why is it important? Yeah, so I'd say um, as far as what is credit, um, credit is basically the ability to borrow money um, or gives you access to goods or services um, with the understanding that you'll pay for it um, later. And the reason that it's so important is, I mean, it affects a lot of things in our lives that we don't even think about. It's not just um, to get approved for a loan or um, a credit card, but it also can affect your ability to... to, um, 
get an apartment, rent out an apartment without having a co-signer, um, get a insurance rate at a lower rate. Um, and just a lot of other things in your life that you wouldn't think of. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Jamal, what, what are some of the components of what make up the credit score? I mean, I mean, I think people maybe generally have an understanding of, of credit and a credit score. What goes into making that score relevant or, or what, what goes into making it? Sure. I mean, and there's, uh, about four or five different components that, uh, that goes into making that credit score. One being the type of credit that you have. Mm. The length of your credit history is important as well. Uh, new credit uh, and amounts owed. So those all are key components into uh, helping drive a score. Mm. And, and when you engage members, you know, maybe even uh, at, at the branch level, when they come to you, are they talking about, hey, help me understand my score, what it makes up, what makes up my score, uh, how, what, what are some of the typical conversations you might have? Oftentimes, uh, when we uh, encounter young people or some older people that, you know, we go ahead and talk to them about application process and what we look for in credit and we pull the credit and they may not have a score, their score might be low and they're under the misconception that, oh, I'm making my cell phone bill each month. Why isn't my credit score going up? I'm making my utility bills each month. Uh, those don't uh, play into your credit score. Uh, a credit score is important to apply for utilities and to apply for a cell phone, yes. Uh, and I always uh, let them know, if you have utilities uh, that you're paying on each month and if you default and you don't pay your bills, then it can negatively impact your credit. So just going over the whole aspect of what we look for, what the credit bureaus look for to help you build a score is very important and as simple as getting a credit card to start off with. That's great. Um, Anjana, what, what, there's this, you know, maybe at times the dreaded credit report, right? <laughs> um, what What is a credit report at its most basic level? And then beyond that, we'd love to hear maybe both of you unpack who can see that, who has access to it? Why is that, what is that credit report and kind of the foundational nature of, of the of the scores you guys mentioned? Well, your credit report is basic, basically your history with credit. So anytime you opened up a credit card, had a loan, all those things will show up on um, your credit report. As far as who has access to it, um, credit card issuers may have access to it, auto lenders, mortgage lenders, um, your employers as well, or potential employers may also um, look at your credit report um, before making a decision on whether to hire you or not. Mm. And what are they, what are those folks looking for maybe when they pull that report? Well, they, they want to see how responsible you are. First of all, they want to make sure that if I'm going to go ahead and issue you credit, before I issue you credit, I want to see how you're paying your current bills. So if someone pulls your credit and they see that you're making your payments on time each month, there's no late charges on your, on your credit history, you're more apt to get approved for that credit. If someone pulls your credit and there are negative uh, reports on there, negative late pays, no pays, then more than likely you won't get, get approved for that new credit. That's great. That's great. There, there are probably endless numbers of misconceptions about building credit. So we, we, won't, um, we won't go through every one of them, clearly. But I'm sure there are common misconceptions that bubble up or that are consistent in conversations, especially with young adults, as they're thinking about the, the longer picture of building a strong credit foundation. So what are some of those common misconceptions about building credit? Okay, so I'll go ahead and give a couple here. Uh, 
someone getting a credit card and maxing it out, they're thinking that that's going to help them build credit when in fact it's not. Uh, you don't want to carry a balance in your credit card 30% or more of your available limit from month to month. So if you're going to max out a credit card, I suggest paying it off or paying it down below 30%. So that was one of the biggest misconceptions. Got it. That's super helpful. I think people uh, can connect to some of those those examples yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, cool. And John, what, what are some other potential misconceptions about building credit? So some other ones include um, like canceling out credit cards, thinking that that won't hurt your credit. So one of the factors in um, what determines your credit score is um, your length of history as far as how long you've had um, credit. So if you close out a credit card that you've had, um, your oldest credit card that you don't use anymore, um, that you've had for 15 years, and everything else on your credit report is maybe five years old, it cuts out that 15-year history. Mm. So it actually will negatively impact your credit. So the the longer, and it's back to Jamal's point of the, the consistent track record of over the over a length of time, having some history of paying those bills consistently is helpful. Correct. Yeah, that's great. Um, what are a few other ones? I, I know, I'm, again, I'm sure that you guys have plenty on your, <laughs> on your mind, but what are a few other ones? Well, we have people that, uh, that think that, okay, I pay everything in cash. My credit is clean. I have no, no debt out there. And it's quite the opposite. So if you've paid everything in cash uh, throughout your life and you come in or you go online and apply for a loan, a credit card, auto loan, whatever, your credit score can come back at a zero. And that's for anyone that's established in life. Uh, so, yeah, it's good if you have the cash to pay for stuff. But in the main, in, on the other side, you want to have something that you're paying on each month because sometimes life happens and you need to apply for credit. So... Uh, it's good to, if you have a credit card, just keep it open. The oldest trade lines, just always keep those open. Even if you don't want to use it every every day, every week, just use it once a month. Like you have to put gas in your car. You have to buy groceries. Just use it, make a purchase, turn around and pay it off. Just to show some payments on it just to keep it going. That's great. How about the potential idea of, of having lots of cards? <laughs> like is that is that a, a strong way to build credit? No, it's not. It's it's definitely not um, a good way to, um, you know, build good credit because um, they'll look at that. Lenders will look at that and and think that you're looking for more credit, and that to them is a risk. So it'll actually negatively impact you. Mm-hmm. Are, are there general best practices in terms of numbers of cards or things of that nature? Do your research before you get a card. And that way, you know, look at the interest rates. You know your credit score before you apply for anything because your credit score will determine the interest rate you will get. So it, that's important to know, first of all. And before actually taking a credit application, just calling and finding out more information. Like if I want to apply for this credit card today and my credit score is like 700, what kind of interest rate am I looking at before you go online and, and have your credit pulled? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Let's do, let's tackle one more. If Younger adults are, again, kind of thinking mindfully and with awareness about how to build a stronger credit foundation. I'm sure you've heard there's probably conversations about, well, I've paid my rent on time. I've paid my insurance payments on time. Um, Are those kind of monthly recurring payments reflected in your credit report? No, they are actually not included in your credit report. Um, some of those things, not necessarily rent or insurance, but if, if you're late on like utilities, for, for example, those could um, have a negative impact because they'll go 
to collections and that'll show up in your credit report. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's helpful. So let's flip and shift gears a bit here more towards the, okay, so we've, we've alleviated some of the misconceptions and helped folks understand some of those pieces. Let's flip it to what's the proactive way. What are some, some best practices or ideas for young adults to help build credit? Are, Are there a few that come to mind? One of them being is whatever bills you have, just pay your bills on time. You don't want to fall behind on your bills. You don't want to have your bills go to collections. That's huge. So always, and I would recommend setting up auto payments on stuff. If you can, you know, if you have the funds and you know the money will be in your account each month, go ahead and set up auto pay. So one, you know, it's paid on time and two, you won't forget to make those payments. That's great, great, great life advice. I love that. Um, Anjana, what's another one that that's a, a best practice to build credit? Um, definitely what Jamal mentioned is about 35 to 40% of mm. your credit score. So that's definitely important. The other piece that's really important is that you, credit utilization. So keeping that under 30% as much as possible. And one little pro tip about doing that is how like credit cards um, post your um, balances is at the end of the month. So if you can make payments in between you know, that bill cycle um, before you get your statement, that balance will be lower. Mm. Um, so that way they'll be reporting less than um, what you actually did owe. That's great to know. Yeah, that that's wonderful. Um, Jamal, what's another best practice to build credit? Uh, don't apply for too much credit too frequently. I know it's oftentimes and you go to a store and you're checking out, oh, would you like to save 10% today by opening a store credit card? And I'm always like, nope. I don't I'm need good. it. So that's another thing to look forward <laughs> yeah. to. Like those, those offers, sure, you can save like 5%, 10% on a purchase, but it's, you got to take into consideration you're actually getting your credit pool. So you go to one store and you, you're shopping for the holidays and you go to one store and they offer you this promotion. You take advantage of that. You go to another store, you, you keep, you know, the cycle keeps going on because you want to save money. But I would just recommend of trying to avoid that and not having your credit pulled uh, way too frequently. Mm, that's good. How, how about past due Jamal you mentioned the collections piece earlier is there a best practice about how to catch up on past due bills or make how do folks even find out some of those areas that are hurting their credit but they may may not even be aware of some of the past due pieces they've been neglecting or, or ignoring well one thing I would recommend is if you are having you know Life, like I said, life happens. And if you're going to have difficulty making payments, contact the creditor and try and set up some kind of payment arrangement. Hey, I won't be able to make my payment this month. Is just anything you can do to help me out? Can I defer a payment or can you settle for half of the payment this month right now until I can get caught up? So that would be the first step I would recommend doing is always reaching out to that person, to that creditor and seeing what kind of payment arrangements they can assist you with. Uh, then make a tackle, come up with a plan to get caught up. Start making those payments. There can be areas in life where you are where you have budget leaks, where you don't even realize it. Example, some people like to go to Starbucks each day to get coffee. Cut that Starbucks out for a couple of months, use that money to help get caught up. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of areas that, that a person can look at in order to, to get back on track with paying your bills. It seems like a lot of these also tie into the, the, the thread of paying attention, having awareness, being specific about ways to be mindful and aware of these pieces. I, I totally agree. So, I mean, first of all, uh, most people uh, get into financial trouble sometimes because of 
the lack of having a budget. So if you don't have a budget and you can't keep track of your spending, your spending can easily get out of control and you can find yourself in a hole. So it's important to always, you know, look at your account each month or each each day sometimes. I mean, and there's so many tools now with online banking that you can set alerts up on your account to text you your balance or, you know, to, to do all this stuff for you. So I would recommend that anyone who has those, uh, those uh, abilities on their account to go ahead and set those up so you can always know what's going on, yeah. not overspending. Yeah, that's great. E- easier said than done <laughs> and also like wildly important. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anjata, tell us more your comments earlier about paying, you know, more than once a month potentially. Um, what's a best practice there in, in terms of maybe frequency of payments? If you can't, if it, it depends on your budget and how you manage your money, of course. But if you can, you know, like set up like a, a weekly thing where you're paying $50 a week um, throughout, you know, the bill cycle, that can kind of help, that can really help you as far as um, lowering that um, utilization rate on the card. The other thing that you can do is if you're struggling um, with keeping under that 30%, instead of opening up another credit card, you can ask your current um, issuer if you can get a higher credit limit on your existing card. That's great. And, and practically, is that a phone calls at a request like what's what's a typical way that those those get extended or or raised it depends on your issuer a lot of them you can actually log in to your account and request it online Um, some of the others you may have to actually call and request it and to be clear you're suggesting to increase the credit limit in order to lower the utilization rate not necessarily to back to your point jamal right. max the credit card out right yeah. not to max just the for credit clarity card. Yeah. that's great exactly how about the concept of we've, we've touched on it a couple times but automating payments how's that beneficial in the long term towards building credit well it ensures that uh your bills are paid each month on time uh it shows it will help you in keeping that credit score going, obviously, keeping that credit score up. Uh, life happens. Sometimes you might forget a payment. The payments do because, I mean, in 30 days go by pretty quickly now. And so you make a payment today and it's already due tomorrow. So it's just a matter of it, it shows responsibility on your part, you know. You know that it forces you to perhaps save that money in your account and not spend it because you know, oh, I have this payment coming out on this day, so I can't, like, Go shop, go on a shopping spree with my friends. I go out to dinner all the time. So it kind of uh, forces you to, to kind of stick to a stricter budget and making sure that your money is always in your account to make your payments each month. That's great. That's super helpful. How about you know one or two more best ways to build credit? On John, does anything else come to your mind? Um, definitely, if you view your credit report and you see that there's some um, errors on there report those as fast as you can. Typically, it takes about 30 days for them to fix an error. That's great. Are there you know, maybe that annual rhythm of taking the responsibility and the discipline of going through that? Are there common things that pop up that are maybe incorrect? Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in, it, during the course of my career here, you can pull credit on someone and you, and you go over information and you say, oh, well, this is what popped up on your credit. And uh, I had a guy one time, he had a uh, car that was paid that he was making payments on, actually, and they weren't reporting, and he had the car for, like, over a year at that point, mm-hmm. and he was not getting credit for his payments at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I pulled his credit, I was like, okay, you're trying to refinance the vehicle. I don't see it anywhere in your credit report. And so he was like, what? 
So he went ahead and contacted the, the bank that he was fi- uh, financing the vehicle through at the time, and they went ahead and updated the credit report to show that the, the car was open, that, you know, purchased at this time, and he has made his payments on time. And sometimes they actually, based on the, the company and how fast they can get things done, it can, it can happen re- rather quickly, like less than a week sometimes. I can go ahead and repull his credit, and it showed. So it, takes, it, it, it can take longer, but it can also be uh, fairly quickly. Jamal, what would be one, one last way that would be a helpful way to build credit? Uh, types of credit. So you don't want to have just all credit cards. Uh, you want to show a variety of different types of credit that you're responsible for, whether it be a mortgage loan, uh, an auto loan, or a, you know, some other type of unsecured loan besides a credit card. So that's, that's what would be important to, to have as well because you don't want to look at a credit report. And sometimes you do pull up credit reports and there's all credit cards and nothing else. Uh, that's not really going to affect your ability to borrow, but, you know, it looks good on the credit bureau side if you have more than just credit cards you're paying on each month. That's great. Anjana, is there any practical, you know, importance around how critical it is to stay consistent with payments? <laughs> I mean, does, is there a, um, a, a long-term implication of making sure we're in the habit of making our payments every month? So actually, if you miss one payment, that shows up on your credit report for up to seven years. I see that's why it's so important that you don't miss a payment and do everything possible um, to make sure you don't miss due dates. That's why setting up auto pay would be so important, even if it's just paying the minimum balance. That's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Seven years. Yeah, I'd like to piggyback on that if you don't mind. Yeah, please. So most most creditors give you a grace period, so I don't want people to freak out. Oh, my God, I missed my payment yesterday. I'm ruined. Uh, there are some grace periods to that rule. So like a Community America, we give you a 10-day grace period on an auto loan. So you just have to, like, read the fine print and see when you're going to re- be reported late if you miss a payment. So that's important as well. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. As, as we think about wrapping up the conversation, are, are there any common – challenges to implementing this advice for young adults? Are there any consistent just ways that in that life stage, as you're thinking about these long-term strategies to build credit, are there any consistent challenges or roadblocks that, that prevent folks from taking strong action? Well, I think, you know, one of the best ways to start building credit from scratch is getting a credit card. However, a lot of the credit cards that are out there aren't intended for people who are just starting to build their credit from scratch. Um, So, you know, those Southwest cards, um, the ones with the big rewards, those are really not ones that are intended for that specific audience. And it's not really going to be worthwhile to them anyway because they have, you know, less disposable money on hand um, to take advantage of those rewards. So what they should be really looking for is like a starter or um, student card um, that better fits their needs and has a low interest rate um, and something that they can manage themselves um, responsibly. And if, they, if they're worried about, uh, I think a lot of young people too are also really worried about um, getting a credit card because they're worried about overspending. So one thing that they could do is just use that card for their gas and groceries or put like some of their premium subscriptions like Netflix or Spotify on there and just pay that off each month. That's helpful. That's great. Jamal, anything you did? I think it all comes down to education, too, as well, because a lot of times uh, with young adults coming in into Community American to the branch and wanting their first credit card, 
already a first auto loan, they have no clue what credit is at all. So it comes down to just having a conversation. This is what credit is, and this is how you build credit. So it all it all ties back to education. And the credit card uh, uh, that and Janet spoke about earlier, uh, the one that we offer here at Community America is an awesome one for young adults because it, it helps them be responsible for credit, and it rewards them as well. So that's an awesome uh, benefit of the credit card that we offer for young adults just starting out. That's great. Okay, so as we think practically about how folks can move move through, are there, and, and as we close our, our conversation here today, are there one or two quick tips for adoption of good financial habits early on in life? Are there a couple that come to mind that maybe would be some highlights? If they if they listen to this whole conversation, but we want to have them a couple big takeaways, um, what comes to mind in terms of implementing and getting good financial habits started early? I would say know your credit and, and, and always keep an eye on your credit. Annualcreditreport.com is a good resource to use. Uh, things can be reported in error on you unintentionally, so it's always good to know what's on your credit report and know your credit score as well. So when you do go out there and look for applying for that first vehicle or, you know, to buy a home, knowing what your credit score is and knowing what interest rate you should qualify for based on that credit score. That's awesome. And John, anything you'd add? Um, I would just say, just pay everything that every, all your bills on time, regardless of whether or not they affect your credit. That's just a great habit to build um, early on and keep on through your life. You guys are wonderful. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience and really appreciate you spending time with us and and helping our younger members think about building a strong credit foundation for the future. This podcast is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. This recording is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be viewed as personalized financial advice and is not a substitute for consultation with your financial representative. Any reference to third-party websites are provided for informational purposes only and are not endorsed by Community America. All loans are subject to approval and terms may vary. Please visit communityamerica.com to learn more about how we can assist you in achieving your financial peace of mind.